I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Welcome back to another Coffee Chat episode. If you're new here, we spend every Monday just catching up. I share with you what I'm learning right now, things that are happening behind the scenes, and what to expect on the podcast this week. So if you're interested, grab yourself a cup of coffee or maybe a cup of tea and let's catch up. I do want to preface today by saying I'm sick. (laughs) But some of you who've been listening to the podcast might be like, yeah, we know you told us you were sick. No, this is me being sick again. I was sick. I got better. I think I had like, oh, two weeks, a week of feeling great. And my kid came home and they were sick with very similar symptoms to what I had. So I assume they got it from me. And I'm back, baby. (laughs) Yeah, sick again. Not great, honestly. Not my favorite. I'm hoping it just kind of goes well, goes quickly. I'm taking DayQuil, I'm taking vitamin C, and we're just gonna root for the best, you know? That's all you can do. But my voice might be a little bit funky, and I apologize. Now, let's get into today's episode. Here is what I am learning right now. So I'm kind of coming to the realization that we can't have everything feel the way we want. Shocker, I know. But... I've really been paying attention to ways in which that desire to kind of create exactly the feeling that I want, exactly the experience that I want, have everything that I need, everything feel like I have everything that I need. You know what I mean? Just like have all of the things feel the way I want, that it's just not real. And I, I as I prepare for a no spend year, we're kind of looking down the barrel at what is this going to look like? And by we, I mean I'm obsessively researching what this is going to look like and taking in a ton of information. And I started to over-prepare for a no-spend year by spending, which is, I would love to say plot twist, but I don't even think it's surprising. Because when you are someone who kind of goes through like, okay, I shouldn't be able to have everything that I, I want or need and you just kind of like have that habit of like, if you want something, you just go ahead and grab it. That isn't easily broken, right? And and I've kind of taken the stance so far of, I want to set myself up for no spend year. And like kind of that level of discipline is what I'm trying to grow, but not what I currently have. And I think that's okay to some degree. And at the same time, kind of noticing it, less as, or just I'm starting to notice it more as like a fear of suffering, which predictably is my sevenness, right? It's like I'm trying to guarantee that I can do a no-spend year without it being hard. And I, you know, I think this stuff is just so deeply rooted that it's hard to even see how it's showing up sometimes, especially when we've done the work on a lot of the obvious things. It can be hard to notice more of the subtle things. So as I'm kind of going through this, I'm recognizing this desire to prevent suffering in myself. And I've kind of similarly been paying attention to this in terms of ease and work. 
that for years and years, I've been seeking ease in my business. And I think that's an admirable goal. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. However, I don't think it's real that we will have ease all the time, right? Like, it's an admirable goal, it's a valuable goal, but it's also not a constant state of being. Realistically, in business, you have seasons that are really hard and stressful and take a lot more effort, and then seasons that are more peaceful, a little bit more on autopilot, a little more relaxed. Sometimes you can predict and control that, and sometimes you can't. All in all, like, sometimes you just gotta pull up your sleeves and do the work. And yeah, I and I'm just kind of coming to almost a full circle understanding of this because I think for a lot of time I relied on my ability to work hard and was like, well, I can always do anything because I'll I'll do the work. And then I was like, whoa, that's not working because I I have two types, sorry, seven and eight, both have this belief that there are no limitations that you like, I can just do anything. And so that those two kind of elements of me really believe that I can just do anything with that, have limitless capacity. And that didn't work, right? Obviously, there are limits physically, mentally, emotionally. And I came to grasp that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue ease. But then I pursued ease to almost a complacent place where I forgot to focus on growth and really just focused on maintenance and just kind of, okay, I'm just going to stay above water. I'm not going to focus on like, I'm not very highly driven by success. That's not something that motivates me. So I'm mostly driven by freedom and flexibility and ease and play and fun. And so as long as I'm like maintaining, I was kind of like complacent there, but I forgot about like future security and like future me, which is a major part of this no spend year is focusing on that future security, building a nest egg for myself, building the ability to buy a home and all of these things. We've had these conversations, but all of that to say, it's not easy. It's not easeful even, you know, and, and I think there are moments of ease that can be found, but it's also just really hard work and takes a lot of focus and attention and risk. And I think that's okay. And in fact, the more I accept myself as being in seasons of stress, I think the more ease that I actually experience because I'm not like resisting, I'm flowing with it rather than like resisting or attempting to control it. And so I think there's something to that of just being like, yeah, sometimes things are hard and you can't always feel the way you want to feel. Maybe for you as non-sevens, it's like that's not novel. But for me as someone who's consistently trying to prevent suffering and, you know, escape and prevent pain, it's really always eye-opening. The little crevices that I can find my type structure still show up, you know, where you're like, whoa, okay, there you are. (laughs) Like, you've chosen this really hard path. You knew it was going to be hard, the no spend year. And yet you're like trying to cushion that on the front end to prevent that from being hard or difficult or stressful or, you know, having to do without. And the whole point is building the muscle of being able to do without. So it's, that's a fascinating response psychologically. You know what I mean? Okay. So let's get into 
three good things and then a little bit more behind the scenes. So three good things for me this week. Number one, the Vermont Maple Ginger Tea from Celestial Seasonings. This should not be confused with the Harvest Tea I talked about last week from Trader Joe's. This tea is also very, very good if you're looking for a fall tea. I had this, I went to a friend's house and we did a little painting night. Hi, Hannah, if you're listening. And she had this tea and it was so good that I have been looking for it every time I go to the store. I finally got some and oh my gosh, it's such a treat. I'm really loving these like autumnal teas right now. I I always drink a tea bef- when I'm doing my like startup for my work in the mornings. And I typically drink mint, but ooh, fall really opens up the teas for me. All right, number two. I took on all the cooking for the family. So if you don't know, I hate doing dishes. We do not have a dishwasher. I have like sensory stuff. Like I can't stand to touch a slippery dish. Like it makes me, uh, it freaks me out, man. Like I don't like it. But I do it. I have gloves that I wear. Like we, and normally Obi and I will split dinner, like kind of alternate dinner. And then he'll do the dishes or I'll do the dishes. Like whoever cooks, the other person does the dishes, right? But recently, I just realized I love to cook. It's like a hobby for me. I find it really relaxing and meditative. And Obi's kind of the same way with dishes. Like he finds it kind of relaxing to do them. And I just was like, why don't I cook most of the meals and you do the dishes? And if I need help with dinner, I'll ask. But otherwise, because I also do all of the grocery shopping, the meal planning, cleaning out the fridge, like those, like the food of our house is kind of my job. And so it's just kind of a full circle completion of that. And he does a lot of the like cleaning around our house in terms of like maintenance cleaning, like the laundry he does, you know, now he does the dishes and things like that. So and he does the, you know, takes care of the trash and all that. So I think it fits in our roles in a way that works really well. And, you know, who knows how it's going to go, but it feels really fun right now. Number three is I've been working from home more. I am really enjoying that. It's been just really nice. Our home is really cozy. I feel like I take more breaks when I work from home. I feel more relaxed and I don't know how long it'll last, but right now it feels great. Now, what went on last week? I started my launch for Enneagram University as an affiliate and it's going really well. It's been Really cool to find a program that I know is a great place for people to start their Enneagram coaching journey. And to get to collaborate with them like this is is just really cool. It's fun to watch people take these really big steps into kind of what feels like a calling or a passion or an interest. I love this space. So very fun. Number two, I read Iron Flame, which is the sequel to Fourth Wing. And I don't know what I've done. It was a mistake (laughs) because here's the thing. I loved that book. I read it in like four days. It's huge. And there's going to be five books in this series. And I read Fourth Wing earlier this fall and then immediately read the second book. And now what am I going to wait two years for the next one? If I was smart, I would have not read it immediately and instead waited a year, read it next fall. Like just reading one per fall 
would have been genius, but here we are. I, I've finished it within four days of getting it, and now it's done, and I have to wait two years for the rest of the story, and I am, I'm, I'm grieving that. Number three, I pre-recorded some interviews for the rest of the year. I just wanted to get my podcast kind of lined up through the rest of 2023, and y'all, these are some really good ones. I'm just really stoked on the interviews we have coming up. I'm really excited. Can't wait for you to hear them. I've also been prepping content ahead of time, so I can mostly take the week of Thanksgiving off to be with my friends and my loved ones. I know you're listening to this after Thanksgiving because, like, hence the the preparation. (laughs) Like, we're ahead. But I'm really looking forward to that. We're heading to Chicago and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll tell you more about that next week, I guess. Now, things I'm feeling vulnerable about. I'm feeling vulnerable about the no spend year just because I do need to access the part of it that's going to be hard because my brain is so focused on all the things about that are going to be great. And I think I do need to think through and accept the reality that it will be hard And think about the things that I'm going to have a hard time not doing and just kind of wrestle with that ahead of time because I don't typically do that. And I think it's a healthy move. It sounds negative, but I think it's a healthy move for me to just kind of be in, in conscious choice of reality rather than my optimistic vision of the future. And I'm feeling vulnerable about that, you know? But I'm also feeling proud of doing this launch. I just think it's so aligned for me and my business and my audience. I think it's the right choice. I feel really, I don't know, I feel really good about it. So, yay. Now, core values for the month of November. I chose belief, boredom, and persistence. I'm going to step into belief by taking some time to positively vision for the future I'm going to step into boredom by having some post-dinner downtime this week. And then I'm going to step into persistence by talking about the launch, even when I start to annoy myself. I tell my clients this all the time. It's like you have to talk about things like 10 times more than you think is comfortable in order to, you know, actually help people to hear it. Because most of us, we have to hear things like seven times before we decide if we're going to make a purchase and oh it is hard to do (laughs) it is so vulnerable in a weird way and and it's interesting to navigate like what that vulnerability is because it's it's not even like my program it's like I I want this for you guys I think I've made like a love connection you know I'm like okay I, I know the program I want people to take I have so many people asking me which program I should be in, I should put those two things together and connect it for people. And still I feel like this, like, oh, everyone's going to be mad at me. (laughs) Everyone's going to be annoyed with me. And I'm annoyed with myself. But the reality is like, it's just a season. There's an end date and I have to annoy myself a little bit. And that's okay because this is a job. This is me talking to myself. Okay, next is the self-care challenge. So last week, my self-care challenge was to meditate at least three times. And y'all, I did not do that. I don't even think I meditated once. Maybe once. Whoops. And this week, my self-care challenge is 
to still do my workouts even though we're traveling. So normally I would probably let them go just because it's just a lot when you're in someone's house especially, but I feel so much better in my body and in my mind when I'm working out regularly. It's something that's really precious to me and I just want to keep it and I'm going to keep it. I've been working with Copilot you guys, have, if you've heard, so it's like I have a trainer and I can ask her to make my workouts more travel friendly. And I did. I asked her, like, can you make my workouts more friendly to traveling plus staying in someone's home? And so she said she was able to make them kind of bedroom oriented. And so we're going to do that. And that will be my self-care challenge for the week. Now, what's coming up in terms of content this week? On the podcast, Tuesday, we are completing our series on accessing your inner child with the Enneagram Type 1. Wednesday is our weekly Q&A, and we're discussing if your Enneagram type can change. And Thursday, we're doing our series, or finishing our series, on So You Want to Be an Enneagram Coach, talking about the importance of onboarding and offboarding your clients as a coach. And then Friday, we have a podcast interview with Tina Anderson from Just Thrive, all about the mind-gut connection. So this week is an invitation to flow with the more difficult parts of life instead of resist and control. And we're going to end today with a quote from Elizabeth Edwards, resilience is accepting your new reality. Even if it's less good than the one you had before, You can fight it. You can do nothing but scream about what you've lost, or you can accept that and try to put together something that is good. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.